Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. So as we have been doing uh, for, this is the second month now, where every month we focus on some area. Last month we started with Prasa and this month we thought we'd take a look at human trafficking and uh, we continue with this feature and uh, today we put the spotlight on uh, human trafficking as it relates to uh, further up in the continent, further north. Now East Africa, especially Kenya, remains the exit point for smugglers transporting Africans to Middle Eastern countries to be exploited in ways described as equivalent to modern-day slavery. Now, this emerged during a webinar that was hosted by Organized Crime Program, ENACT, and uh, the Institute for Security Studies. The latest organized crime research are based on interviews with some of the people who were smuggled out of Africa to work in the Gulf states has revealed how many of them were forced to work long hours without any medical attention and some were also physically and sexually harassed by their employers. This report is by Tsepo Pahane. Researchers say human smuggling and trafficking of Africans where they end up being exploited in the Middle East is rife. Three research reports released by ENACT show that the modern migrant smuggling industry is a multi-million global business. And despite efforts by African states to cap this illegal practice, many gaps still enable trafficking and smuggling criminal networks to carry out this trade in human beings. Mohamed Danga is a Nairobi-based researcher with INECT. Increasingly, uh, we are seeing that Kenya is becoming a headquarter of these uh, countries. We are seeing Burundians, uh, Rwandese, uh, Ugandans who are using Kenya as a getaway. Uh, to some of this country, uh, uh, and also the the increase and the expansion of local uh, criminal uh, networks that continue recruiting uh, some of these uh, uh, people all the way to these countries. According to the research reports of the world's 30 million migrants, majority of them enlist the services of smugglers. Most of the smugglers are low-level operators who often come from the same community as their clients, making the industry a key source of income and community resilience. Another inect researcher, Lucia Bett, says the approaches of states in dealing with human smuggling can be detrimental. In addition to the trend I already mentioned regarding the use of mandatory minimum sentencing frameworks, which risk disproportionate harm to the low-level smugglers that are usually convicted, there are a couple of other concerning trends. One is the incorporation of smuggling offences in trafficking legislation. It's arguably the most damaging because it reflects and promulgates the confusion between trafficking and smuggling and encourages similar penalties between the two offences, which is simply not equitable from a harm's perspective. Secondly, uh, one of the pillars of the smuggling protocol is to protect migrants. And there is an explicit prohibition on the prosecution of migrants merely for using smugglers' services. But unfortunately, this is very commonly excluded um, in national legislation. Um, And only nine of the 22 states which criminalise smuggling that I identified in my research in Africa actually include this prohibition. While mobile phones have enabled many of the previously unbanked Africans to access banking services through their cell phones, this has also brought undesired consequences. 
International Criminal Police Organization, Interpol, has been looking at the use of the so-called mobile money and its links to organized crime in Africa. According to Interpol, there's presently 153 mobile money service providers active in 45 African countries with over 350 million active accounts involved in transactions worth over 300 billion US dollars. Interpol's John Broom says this helps criminal syndicates in human trafficking and smuggling operations. Organised crime groups are encouraged to effectively go international and they do this by engaging with illicit markets in other countries and other regions that were previously out of their reach. These might be drugs, wildlife commodities or access to migrant source countries for purposes of human trafficking and people smuggling. Mobile money services offer significant opportunities to launder illicit money away from its source he says the lack of robust identity checks to verify users coupled with a need for greater law enforcement resources and training on mobile money-enabled crimes have created a financial system distinctly vulnerable to criminal infiltration. However, he emphasized that they work with their African counterparts to address this. Sabe Lombogazi from the African Union's Department of Social Affairs says the continental body has formulated policies to help deal with the scourge. Africa is establishing what is called the Continental Operations, Operations Center in Khartoum. So this will be a center that is going to collect data across the continent and, and share with the AU member states who will then formulate policies that will be able to combat effectively and efficiently the, the scourge of human trafficking and, and smuggling of persons. These policies will be ready by the end of this year and will be validated in 2021. And that was the African Union's Sabelo Mbogazi ending that report by Tepo Pahane in Johannesburg. So today, uh, looking at this further, we ask what is being done and how much effort is being put into curbing human trafficking right here in South Africa. And joining us for this is uh, Tertia de Klerk, who is the Chief Operating Officer of Stop Trafficking of People, or STOP. Thank, uh, thank you so much for your time, Tertia. Thanks for joining us. Yes, it's only a pleasure, and I really appreciate you having me. So how big is the problem uh, with regard to human trafficking right here in South Africa? Um, Well, Sakina, actually, according to the Global Slavery Index, um, there's almost three out of every 1,000 people that fall victim to human trafficking in South Africa, and that is based on their vulnerability. Um, And at any given time in South Africa, approximately 155,000 people are slaves within our country. So that is basically a general um, statistics that we can um, rely on. However, I must also say that in the past few weeks, we have not seen an increase in human trafficking cases. And that is based on the report that we receive from our very reliable national human trafficking hotline, as well as the um, reliable contacts that we have within the South African Police Service, as well as the Hawks. Um, The Hawks uh, specifically focus um, on human trafficking cases and um, 
saving victims from their situations. Um, so there has not been an actual increase as such. However, we have seen an increase in efforts um, to curb um, human trafficking. Um, we have seen quite a great increase in um, awareness, which we are very much involved in. And the increase has also been in the social media coverage as well as mainstream media, which we're actually grateful for. So there has been a, a quite a big increase in um, social media and mainstream media awareness, yes. So, Tertia, what have been some of the latest trends, if you will, with regard to human trafficking lately? Well, the trend that we have seen a bit of an increase on is um, online job scams. And we believe that is because of so many people that are far more um, active on the internet and on social media and an increase in vulnerability as well with regards to income and employment. So we find that there's just such an influx of fake job offers online um, and these offers are actually used to lure people in um, and to eventually um, either um, trap them Um, and abduct them and then obviously exploit them for whichever possible um, reason they want to use them. So um, that is where our program Prevention versus Cure comes into. It's an online um, vetting uh, agency where we actually receive many inquiries from the public We also receive cases through the human trafficking hotline um, where people are actually being a little bit more vigilant and a bit more careful with online job offers or even job offers that you often find in some of our newspapers um, that seem just far too good to be true, that just attract people that are quite desperate for an income or a job. And then what we do is we would investigate, um, and if there's a red flag, we will make that person very well aware of it um, and warn them to rather stay away. Or we'll walk, uh, work through the human trafficking hotline, and they will then um, advise their inquiries as to um, what they need to do next. So we just listened to a report from uh, one of our reporters, Sepo Pahane, um, in terms of what ENACT has been reporting happening further um, on the continent, in Kenya specifically, that has uh, become somewhat of a um, hub from where people are actually trafficked. What is the situation with South Africans who are usually trafficked? And, and and is it quite common for them to be trafficked in and around South Africa? And um, how many, uh, if you can give us perhaps a percentage, uh, do you believe are actually trafficked outside of our borders, Tertia? Well, that's actually a very good question and a very hard question to answer. Um, the reason for that is that human trafficking is unfortunately a hidden crime. Um, and it also doesn't discriminate. It doesn't discriminate on gender. It doesn't discriminate on age or culture whatsoever. Um, 
And also the statistics, to be completely honest with you, are not reliable. And the reason for that is besides that it's a hidden crime, so many of these cases are either not known yet um, or they are not being reported. Um, And unfortunately, we have found in some cases people are turned away from SAPS. Um, So I cannot give you a percentage, but I can say to you with confidence, because we work very closely with the National Human Trafficking Hotline, which focuses specifically on human trafficking, according to them, um, about three people, I think to be more accurate, it works out to 2.8%, of people out of every 1,000 um, for victims of human trafficking in South Africa. And as mentioned before, about 155,000 slaves are found in South Africa at any given time. But then to answer your question regarding um, human trafficking from outside our borders, it's very much a real thing. Um, but it also makes it very difficult to look at statistics because migration and human trafficking is often confused with one another. And so we are trying to work with authorities. And we are trying to, to educate them as well. And we are trying to work with governments to assist them in assessing a situation more accurately because in many cases, a migrant situation would be labeled as a human trafficking situation. And then that's not the case at all. Um, it would not be a case of exploitation, but it would simply be a migration situation. So that would also affect our statistics. Mm-hmm. However, having said that, we definitely do have many people um, that are drawn from across the borders being promised um, a much better life, um, a job, an income um, within our country, um, better quality of life. And then what happens in some of the cases that we've um, physically faced ourselves is these people... When they reach our country, their documentation is taken away from them. Um, they're forced to work within a shop or whichever the case might be. Um, the safety of their families are threatened, etc. So they become vulnerable because they are foreigners and also because their documentation has been taken away from them and their families are being threatened. So we have to be very sensitive to... Um, the poor foreigners that do come and work within our country because we don't necessarily know the situation that they work under. Tosha, we're out of time, but just very quickly, are there any so-called hotspots nationally? Um, Yes, uh, there are most definitely. Um, For for the case, uh, for the sake of being um, sensitive to to um, the listeners and to communities, we we decide not to make that um, known because we do not believe in creating panic or fear. In fact, we believe in equipping and informing. Um, we do have hotspots. However, people must just um, think logically. 
hotspots would generally be um, in and around um, harbour areas, um, border posts, close to border posts, um, airports and so forth. So um, that would definitely be hotspots. And then also when it comes to um, the more disadvantaged communities, those are the communities that are very much on our hearts and that we um, tend to approach and work with to equip and inform them. Tricia, thank you so much. We'll leave it there. Tricia de Klerk is the Chief Operating Officer of Stop Trafficking of People.